You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, Quick strategic thinking is crucial, and with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown, and through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. guys and welcome to Ace Podcast Nation. I'm your host Sai. We've got podcasts, interviews and content on all sorts of subjects including football, mental health, films, TV, MMA, combat sports, you name it we've got it. We've also got our popular series Unscripted and Uncensored where you the viewers set the questions for the guests which are always a lot of fun. We also have a new series My Story which is where I take uh, different people from different walks of life through their through their life and career. We had our first episode of that last week, which was with uh, Mr. Chris Lewis, uh, former England international cricketer, which was a lot of fun. And he took us through his upbringing and uh, into his his career, his, his stint in prison, and his his time after that. Uh, next episode of that is Mr. Rhys Weston, former Wales international, former Cardiff City defender, former Arsenal defender which was uh, a lot of fun to record. And I got some very interesting uh, episodes of that to come, including a former EastEnders actor, which I'm looking forward to. But uh, today, I'm joined by Cardiff City fan, now YouTuber, football writer, former Merthyr councillor, Mr. Adam Brown. Welcome, my friend. How are you? Hi, Shai. How are you doing? Not too bad at all, mate. It's Friday night, so it's uh, nice and relaxed, as always. I think I got a feeling it's probably warmer where you are than where I am. Yeah, yeah, we um, we're averaging around about eighteen to twenty at the moment. Um, no, it's hard, it's hard life, isn't it? Jesus Christ! I know, I know. It, uh, it it's it's a nice place to uh, to spend uh, your UK winters. I tell you. Yeah, it must be a, it must be a struggle. I can, I gotta say. Um, so yeah, you're not a you're not at home tonight. You're you're in your local you're a local uh, was it pub cafe? Yeah, restaurant? yeah, yeah. It's uh, local 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 uh, bars, so uh, UK British pub. Um, if I can just span it around, yeah, you go. Okay. Uh, basically, I, I'm I'm in an outside area uh, because of the music, uh, but um, it's called the Victorian Albert, and it's in Benavista. 
uh, in Marbella district. So um, anyone knows the Marbella area, you've got Marbella, you've got Marbella, San Pedro, and uh, Marbella, San Pedro, then Benavista. So it's about five minutes away from um, uh, from Marbella itself. All right, okay. So a uh, nice place to work. To live your life, mate. That's, uh, I know, I know. I do apologize. My best friend just wanted to borrow my car keys there. So, yeah, uh, you're right. That's all, right. <laughs> That's all right, mate. So, uh, a couple of beers tonight, then, and uh, a night out in Marbella, is it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, I've been. Uh, my my workload at the moment is is hectic. I'm I'm been this busy since before I was married. I reckon uh, when I was very target driven. Yeah. Um, and uh, while while it's uh, it's good to to be busy, um, it's it also as you get older, it takes also out see, you more. Yeah, it? yeah, it does. It really, really does. Honestly. Oh yeah, I I I uh, think thing is like as you get older, like your priorities change a bit, and the way you look at stuff change as well. So like how you might have looked at stuff when you were younger like 20 years ago you look at things completely different now um well, hope, and i think oh well, sorry sorry I no go on you carry on hopefully hopefully our discussion tonight will will show how my priorities have changed I, I, as my, my as my life and career has uh, uh has moved on really yeah so like I mentioned when I introduced you, uh, obviously you were a counsellor in Merthyr, which is, I think is where you're from. But um, yeah. so just for the people perhaps who are not familiar with like who you are and, and whatnot, because uh, I know we have viewers and listeners from all over the UK and America and France and all Spain as well. Yeah. So I mean, um, like tell us a bit about your upbringing and where you're from and Okay. Really, how you got to where you were now? Yeah, no, no, no worries, no worries. Um, I, I was adopted, uh, basically adopted from birth. Um, if you look at my mum and dad, thank God I'm adopted. No, no, that's <laughs> just a joke. That's just a joke. That's right. <laughs> she kill me. She kill me. Now, but basically, um, it took it took about five months uh, to uh, get through the um, uh, the red tape and the paperwork. Uh, for the official adoption to come through um and then one of my earliest memories is uh um going with my mum because my mum my mum walked out to my dad uh for a number of reasons um and none in which i blame her for um but um I was in I I was in a car with her, um, you know, as we as we went as we moved into uh, uh, my my grandmother's. Okay. Um, so very very similar as it is today, I suppose, when you have uh, parents who are either split or divorced, and and the uh, the child when the child uh, has a day or two with the other parent who who they aren't living with. Yeah. Uh, so, um, uh, you know, as, as a few months went on, back uh, back in 1984, diabetes isn't wasn't as as controlled as easily as it is today. Uh, and my father was a diabetic. Okay. Um, and uh, 
and on Valentine's Day, the first Valentine's Day in 1984, so it would have been the first Valentine's Day that he was a, you know, that they had split up. Uh, he was babysitting me, and and we were watching football. Um, we were watching football, and like any other um, father-son, you know, moment, I suppose you. The, the father lies in, you know, cuddles up with the child to watch the football lying down on the sofa. Yeah. And and that's basically what it was. And as a, as I remember, as the game was going on, um, as the game was going on, normally he would be awake. Uh, but, you know, he was constantly sleeping. And... Uh, I, I don't know how long, you know, I've, how long he was, well, later now I knew that he was in a coma, but um, I didn't know how long he was sleeping for until something just triggered in my mind that I needed to get help. Mm. Um, now, the old valley's front doors, the lock, on the, on the thick wooden front doors, the lock would be probably about three quarters of the way up the door. Yeah. Not, yeah. You know? Uh, yeah. So it was it was too it was too uh, too high up for me. So I remember going into the kitchen, grabbing a chair, taking that, then I'm pushing it against the front door for me to jump onto the chair to reach up and unlock the the door. I then went uh, got help from a neighbour, and that was basically the last time I see my dad alive. Uh, so you know. Uh, his refusal uh, to um, his refusal to accept that uh, him and my mum, in my opinion, uh, he done a selfish act because uh, I was still his son. Yeah, and 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 that will never, that will never, um, I will never forgive him for what he done on that day. So then. <clears throat> How old were you then, mate? If you don't um, mind me asking. Yeah, no worries. Um, I was five years old then. Um, I'd be six just a few months later because uh, my birthday's in June. Yeah. So that's incredibly um, traumatic for a, like a young child to have to process and deal with. It's, it's traumatic for, for anyone of any age to, to have to you know, go through and deal I, with I, I, I think someone top... so young it is. I think also as well, um, and as time went on, it was it, it was also probably worse because I was adopted, because mm. I, I I've always had I've always had a fear stroke problem with rejection. I know everybody has a, a you know rejection. No, nobody likes rejection, but um, knowing that uh, my birth parents rejected me. Mm. Uh, from from the, the day I was uh, the day I was born, and then my dad, my first adopted dad, then rejected me. In my opinion, you know, it, it's that kind of mindset which, uh, unfortunately, it sets you up for the rest of your life. I suppose. Yeah, I mean, you know, like things which happen to you throughout your life, whether you're a child or an adult, they they. 
they they mold and the influence how you how you deal with stuff how you process stuff your relationships everything like uh my father died when i was 16. okay um and it took me 20 years to to really come get to grips with it and like deal with it properly like for many years i wouldn't go to the cemetery and things like that and in fact i ended up doing a one of my earlier podcasts like we're 150 this is the 150 something episode but like i think it was in the first 15 episodes i did a show with um phil brown who works for talk sport who had okay. a particularly uh, traumatic experience where his uh, he came home to find his partner had passed away um and then he struggled with the addiction and and things like that and yeah. after that um, and we did a show basically talking about mental health and grief and addiction because we both had uh, kind of grief which we hadn't really dealt with and processed and then we both had issues like i had issues with drinking he'd had yeah. issue with painkillers um and it was only after i did that show and talked about it for like two hours and went into detail of all the different things that i had done over the years uh either not dealing with it or trying to deal with it in the wrong way yeah and i come off that show and i was like i felt relief yeah because it was the first time i felt like i done something with it um but anyway sorry i completely no 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 no, no 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 um, no no uh, uh, just to uh follow on on uh, uh from your point really um my mum then remarried uh two three years later uh to a lovely guy um who then who then went through the legal process of officially being my my second adopted dad okay um but very 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 similar to uh, uh the point you made then if i'm honest with you i probably didn't accept him 100 percent until until many many years later until many years later and yeah. uh, and grief hits people different ways um you know and some people may say it's an easy cop-out for all the wrongs i've done in life later on in life but there, there's link there's definitely links links to certain points uh the thing is know, as my life has gone on yeah, it's unavoidable, unavoidable, isn't it? Like, um, no matter what happens, whether it's positive or negative or neutral, whatever happens in those formative years as you're growing up has an influence on how you go about anything, whether it's yeah. relationships or your, how you, if you, like, my dad was really bad with money. And okay. I'm exactly the same. Like I, I get money and I burn through it in very short space of time. And it's only since I've had kids that I've kind of got a bit better with it and because I've had to. But like before that I blow through it in days sometimes. Um Oh I know that feeling. And like that's kind of like like I, I got that from him without realising it. Like he never he wouldn't talk to me about how bad he was with money. Yeah. But it's just something which automatically kind of i picked up on or subconsciously so like when you think of something as subconscious as that and then you think of something which is a bit more um what's the word like a bit more 
I don't not not brutal, but like um, it's a bit more like in your face or like it's a bigger yeah, part. Yeah, it's, yeah. Just, it's less subconscious, is what I'm trying to say in terms of like adoption or like your, your father, uh, your first adopted father passing away. Like, so when did you? How old were you when you found out that you were adopted? Oh, for very young age. So you um, you kind of knew all, all along, yeah. Really, did because you? If, if you look at my mum, if you look at my mum and dad, uh, you know, I'm sure my mum would thought, right? He looks completely different to us. We need to tell him before before he went yeah. into uh, you know full time school. Really, my mum got yeah. ginger hair. My dad uh, used like to play. Great. My dad used to play prop, so it was kind of like um, as early as early as I can remember. But if if you if you count because during the time of uh, I was uh, I left my birth mum, there was like a five month kind of uh, uh, fostering gap. I had to stay right, with okay. foster parents. So by the time I was eight, realistically, I, I had four dads and three mums. So I wonder if any of you are guests have beaten that record yet. No. <laughs> it's 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 a lot, isn't it? I mean, do you feel like, like, how did you deal with that as you were growing up, like from kind of like primary school age up into you know like through puberty and into teenage years? Because that must have played a part in the kind of how you were and how you interacted with people, or you know, just how you were generally. Uh, to um. I say like mid teenage years to probably still now, I suppose. Um, you know, but uh, not not in such a uh, an in your face kind of way. But I always felt I needed to be centre of attention. Yeah. Uh, you know, because of, of of my of my years of um, of being rejected. Um, so I, as time went on, it was, you know, I would be the one starting the, the fighting in, in town on a, on a Friday night. I would be the one who, who got sent off uh, playing football on a Sunday afternoon. Um, you know, it was a, a kind of like, look at me attitude, I suppose. And I've, I, you can even put that through to... Um, you know my traveling days because back back then, back then people thought you'd need a passport to uh, leave uh, leave South Wales. You know, so mm -hmm. um, uh, you know, it, I, I, I suppose, I suppose, um, me wanting to be the center of attention, kind of, was a complete reverse of being rejected. I suppose. Yeah. Yeah, and I, I suppose, like, if you've got a kind of, like, a anxiety about rejection, is any attention which you can get, whether it's negative or positive... Yeah, exactly. It's going to be a big thing, isn't it? Um, so you grew up in Merthyr, was it? Does it Merthyr yeah. you grew up in? Yeah, yeah, Dowlas, the People's Republic of Dowlas. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm 40... So you, I'm, I'm 41, but the uh, the Dallas winters are for 10 years on me, I tell you. 
So, like, so you grew, you've grown up in Merthyr. Um, did you used to go and watch Merthyr play football, or have you always gone like to watch Cardiff? Well, it, I mean, back then going to Cardiff was a was a, a big, massive day out, I suppose. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, because the world is so much smaller these days. Um, oh yeah. So it was. Um, I was. I, I watched Murphy for uh, majority of my my younger years, um, and then when I got into secondary school, then um, a few people were used to go down watch Cardiff on a train. Uh, you know, from Murphy, uh, from Murphy, took from there. Uh, um, I've always been enthusiastic about football. Um, and uh, from a very, very young age, and uh, with that comes the friendships, the social friendships, the social, uh, you know, interaction with people, um, you know, and uh, some of those friendships have, have, have lasted me, you know, whole decades, life, yeah. yeah, yeah, and, and hopefully for, for the rest of my life. Yeah, sometimes, uh, like, you know, football fans get a bad name anyway, but, but, but like, I look back and you look back at the, the, it's the, the away trips and the day trips and the, the road trips with your, your friends, which there's nothing beats it. It's like the camaraderie of it all. That's correct. And, um, and just, I don't know, like, just whether it's on a minibus or a, a car or whatever, or a train, just going away with your mates. There's nothing quite like it. Well, to be honest, uh, um, to, to be honest, uh, actually watching a football was uh, was probably the worst part of the day. <laughs> well, yeah, especially back you know, in them days, Cardiff, yeah. it was horrendous. But it, but uh, on a, on about the camaraderie and so on, you know, let, let's be honest, uh, the the culture of going to a football is far different to what it is now. Oh, um, God, yeah. and uh, and. But you, you knew. You looked to your left, and you knew that guy would be in, a, would be in, you know, would be in a bunker with you. You looked to the right, yeah, and yeah. you knew that guy would be in a bunker. So if it did, if it did kick off, then uh, you wouldn't be alone. And yeah, and and that is that is why I've always been an advocate of of national service because when, yeah, when I think because so. when when you when you in that kind of. Uh, uh, age, age bracket, and I think males are definitely, you know, uh, they need to get the testosterone out. And 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 that, during those days, the only way you could do that was was by going to a football, I suppose, and and yeah. and, and you know, getting it out that way. Um, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe I'm the only one thinking along those lines. Well, but, uh, I but, think you know, there's a lot to be said for for national service. I I think. Um... I think it can have a lot of benefits to you know to to help in especially um young people who who aren't quite sure what they want to do um I think like a few years in the army and such can do a world of good it yeah. can also help them focus on what they want to do it can give them a bit of money when they come out to do yeah. what they want to do or they might just find that they want to stay in the army or whatever I think there's a lot to be said for it um yeah and equally, I not that I'm like one to to preach the pro government line because I think too many oh, no, 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 too many soldiers have uh, died for 
meaningless wars and and fights which mean nothing yeah you know the people may don't mean nothing but the, the who they're fighting for in terms yeah, of the, yeah, yeah, the yeah. leaders of the countries it makes me sick to my stomach to be honest but uh, yeah that's a whole well, another show and a whole well, other yeah, story definitely I'm, I'm i'm sure they're still looking for the uh uh for the um weapons of mass destruction that's correct still that's going right. you, you you took uh, you took the words out of my mouth then yeah it's because they're in the people's republic of dallas probably <laughs> no comment <laughs> <laughs> so um like we mentioned you ended up um being a counselor in Merthyr, which yeah. you know was that something politics something you were always interested in or was it just um, something kind of which happened no, organically as, as, um, I, I i did i did start to get into it uh towards the end of my teens beginning of my uh, 20s uh i went i then went traveling uh lived in sydney uh with many people from the uh, south world area and, and many cardiff fans uh and then i went on to uh, uh, personally then i went on to thailand lived in thailand uh vietnam uh london and japan uh so i actually did live in a communist country vietnam for uh, at the very when it was definitely not on a holiday brochure i tell you yeah uh, that well that was an experience but um but yeah I, di I did um i did take an early interest in politics um maybe blindly i, I look back now um you know, but uh, it's not a bad thing that youngsters youngsters uh, take an interest in politics, I suppose. No, I think so. I think um, there's a lot to be said for keeping an eye on what's going on in the world and within, you know, your own country and, and, and the world generally. Um, yeah. I'm no one for politics these days as much as I used to be maybe a Agreed. few years ago. Agreed. Agreed. It, because it just does my head in. Because yeah. The thing which bugs me about it is not what opinion you know fred blogs has got what opinion mrs blogs has got i don't care what anyone's opinion is and i i defend everyone's right to have an opinion what i yeah. don't like is the people base their opinions on horseshit like the sun or the bbc and people who just it's propaganda like in 2020 bbc news or sky news whatever it is propaganda and i just yeah. i can't be doing with that because then well, you're not basing your opinion on facts you're basing it on one side of a story well basically you base it, go on oh sorry sorry to interrupt um, no you're right basically i'm sure you're you're the same i was brought up on politics being left and right mm. now it's all now it's all changed it's them and us yeah yeah, yeah. it's true you know you know and um and while while i i i'm always uh i always have been of a mindset that you know you 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 get as far in life as you can uh to reap the benefits um sometimes nowadays those positions are completely alien to you because of because of different factors i suppose so how did you go from like like you say you had like a kind of loose interest in politics in your teens and 20s uh how did you go from that to being a counselor in merthyr yeah no problem it um I'd, i wasn't 
I, at the time, I was, 2008, I actually got elected, but I did actually go for the elections um, and lost by 13 votes in 2004. Um, and um, I wasn't affiliated to any party okay. uh, because I, uh, I liked kind of that bit from one manifesto, that bit from another manifesto. So um, I, I went as a, a, a Labour can, uh, an independent candidate, sorry, uh, against the uh, a whole Labour field. Um, so that was, um, I was more well known in the Gurners because my family was from the Gurners, even though we grew up in Dallas. Yeah. Um, and with me uh, going to Bishop Headley School, which was on the border of Gurners, you know, I, I just thought I'd have a better, uh, a better chance of standing there in that ward. Uh, so okay. I lost by I lost by thirteen votes, and I had I got in, I was well way too young. I look back, I, I thank God I didn't at that time. How, but, how old were you? How old were you then? Uh, two, so two thousand four, I would have been. Uh, 26 okay. it is quite young enough for politics like for, sure. uh, for, so. for a councillor in a, you know, a big place like that very much but it, but it did hurt me losing by such a small margin did hurt me uh, because I I, um, I was then informed by after the result come in and, and things started to settle down I was then informed by nurses of a nursing home uh that the standing labor candidates uh, were councillors at the time the postal votes come in uh were sent out to residents of that nursing home um around about two weeks before uh the actual election date okay um and i was informed that the on the councillors basically knew what date the uh, forms would be received and they went to the nursing home and and uh, they they filled out um, the voting papers or uh, the ballot papers, the postal ballot papers of residents who were blind. Right. Now, if, if you look, then if you looked at the and it, this is all in public record. If you looked at the um, uh, the people, the voting patterns of the people who went to the polling station compared to the people who done the postal votes, bearing in mind they're living in the same area, completely, mm. di completely different, completely different. At at that time, it was around about poof, around about hundred people in that nursing home. And yet, I yeah. lost by I let I, I I lost by thirteen votes. I then made so could, I have, made, could have been close, can I? I made a complaint to the electoral commission, but um, and I put that said person who who informed me of this, uh, you know, uh, name the issue behind it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But but so that hurt. Then basically took me on to the next election in two thousand and eight. So that must have made you quite determined to, to really much, yeah. see if you could do it. Because even if you then in the next election, you know, you don't get elected, 
you just want a fair shake at it, I guess, in yeah. because you must have felt a bit like you've been screwed over a bit. Very much so. Very much so. And then, and, and then it's the not knowing, isn't it? It's the not knowing whether those votes from that home would they have made the difference? You know, would you have won if that wasn't for that? Would you not have? And you never know. You're not, There's no, no way to know. Exactly, exactly. But um, I, the person who told me, I, I got, my, I got my complete confidence in what she told me was hundred percent correct. Yeah. Why would she tell me otherwise? No, let's uh, guess there's no I, need for I say the, the voting patterns were completely different to the the people who went to the polling station compared to the Yeah. So they might be living in the same area. Yeah, yeah, that's it, yeah. So there so you live two thousand and four you, you ran, you missed out by thirteen votes, yeah. controversially maybe we'd say. Um Yeah. And then the next election 2008 you or the next next time it was up 2008 yeah is that right yeah that's so you right ran, yeah. in, ran in 2008 um how long does a like a like the election and the run-up like how much time are we talking in terms of you know when you go like papering or you go and speak to people I, or how much time did that take legally you can only do it a month before the election is called right um but um people do tend to uh Sitting councillors would tend to burn, uh, bend the rules by putting mm -hmm. out, you know, by putting out newsletters and so on. So technically, that would not be election man, uh, election uh, paperwork. Yeah, it would be. But it's it just would an be, idea, yeah, sort of. Thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. Mm -hmm. Again, it all, okay. all goes on propaganda. But I got married in two thousand seven, and um, um, by this time. My recruitment business was going from strength to strength, so mm -hmm. um, I had a bit more money behind me to uh, uh, to do the following election. Yeah, uh, than than I did in two thousand and four. So do you get do, so if I say I wanted to run for election, I don't and I won't ever. But, <laughs> yeah. but if I, I did, don't blame you, I don't blame you. Do you get funding for that in any way? If you're representing a party, you should get funding. Although, although later in, in later in this conversation, I'm sure that, uh, that uh, you know that that will come up. I, 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 yeah, that will come up. Um, but if you if you represent the party, you you will get funding. If you're going under independent, you go fund it yourself. All right. Okay. So, um, so you had to fund that that run that second run as well. You had to fund both. Um, yeah. You were doing a bit better professionally in the 2008, so you had a bit more behind you. Plus, um, plus, plus, uh, for that month, then, uh, for the run up the election, I, I, I was losing work, my professional work. Basically, yeah, I, I, had a, I had a month off, so uh, it's all, also the hidden financial factors as well to it. So, what sort of, um, in that month, that run up where you you know you're running for the for the councillor position. What sort of stuff are you doing day to day in that? Um, going to a printer's it seems like every day, <laughs> um, mm -hmm. but uh, I I deliberately knocked on every single door on what was then um, my ward consisted of four and a half thousand households. Okay. Uh, thing, things have changed now with certain areas being knocked down and so on. Uh, but um, 
I I made sure I made sure that I knocked every single door of the ward. Because at the time <clears throat> I was I was living in Panath. I wasn't even living in Murphy. Uh, you know, so I I I was at the mind of a mindset that look, I'm already technically behind the others because they can talk to people when in a local pub, a local shop, a local news agent, blah blah blah. So I had to go that that one step further, so I made sure I knocked every single door. And, and then, what would you do then? Just like just talking to the people, seeing what they the want, people, yeah. what they're looking for. I, after a while, you know, with all with all due respect, I'm sure this is everywhere. But after a while, you you tend to you tend to uh, understand. In business, you would say you understand the customer base, but. You know, you're talking of residents, really. Yeah, but yeah. After a while, you understand that people have got the same problems, the same issues with older people. So, um, you know, it, it would all roads would come up. Um, you know, lack of bus services would come up. You know, so so as time went on, or as the campaign went on, basically, you'd be saying the same thing to. You know, a thousand people. Something turned out a thousand. <clears throat> you, 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 you could work. You could work it quite easily then. Yeah, and I guess um, in some ways, it's like the people who are going to win are the people who can uh, during that conversation when these people are saying, you know, they're upset or they're angry about X, Y, and Z. Is yeah. if you've got a solution to that, which you can, you know, sort of trot out for lack of a better term. They're, they're going to vote for you, aren't they? Because they're well, going to remember you as, oh, there's Adam. He was really nice. But he also, when I said about the roads or the bin men or whatever, you, you said, oh, I want to do this. Well, also, you know, you've, well, got, you've got their vote then, haven't you? Also, as well, well you've got to remember that it's not the, uh, the, the ward I was fighting, which was the Gurness ward, even ever since its crea uh, cre creation, sorry, uh, in the 1960s, there's never been a non. Labour councillor, uh, yeah, uh, representing them. So I was coming across the, oh, I'm voting Labour because my mum voted Labour, my grandma voted that kind of attitude. When, you know, some people didn't really have a a mindset to think themselves. What was best yeah, for them? Think you know, that's common as well at the valleys, isn't it? Is yeah. where um, yeah. pe people have always voted the same thing. You so know, forever. It's in their it, family. Their families have always voted that. So it's very difficult to break that. Exactly. It's very difficult exactly. to break that cycle of, oh, you know, granddad used to vote for this and then dad and then mum and then we just all, we've, everyone votes for the same thing. Um, which again, you know, that says a lot. Like what people forget who, you know, maybe we'll discuss in a minute, but like people who've criticised you over the years, particularly around that time when you got elected, is you were elected by the people. So it is then your job to do your best for those people, those residents, those people who have voted for you. That's your only job is to do what's best for them. Not I think I, I, I think looking back, and if I'm honest with you, I don't really look back to that, that period of, of, of my life much. Um, because I look back, I think, why the hell did I take a pay cut? 
but, <laughs> but that's, that's another yeah. matter. But um, looking back, it, it just shows how many hurdles I did actually get over, you know, to actually be elected on a, a, a elected on that day. You know, yeah. genera generations of Labour supporters um, uh, up against uh, party funding, up against uh, more local people, more local living people, let's just say, than, than what I was. Yeah, and, yeah. You know, just, for, for, just those kind of hurdles alone. Should yeah, have, before, you, should before have, you even you get yeah. into policies and things like that. Exactly, um, exactly. So you've done the month run up where you're, yeah. you know, you're, you're canvassing and you're speaking to people and doing, I'm assuming, telling people what your manifesto is, if you like, or your, or your, you know, what your policies are. Yeah. Um, election day comes. Yeah. Were you, were you confident, nervous? <sighs> you shouldn't didn't have, care. I, I didn't care. I, I, I was confident because of what I was hearing on the doorstep. But anyone okay. who's put a name forward for an election will tell you, don't ever listen to anything. Don't ever be confident to anything you've heard on the doorstep. Yeah, because what they, tell you, rid of you. What, what they tell you compared to what they actually vote for can be two completely different things. Yeah, I can imagine. You know, um, I'll, I'll, I'll come back to it later, but although people don't realise that although... Um, you, you, who you vote for is actually, um, you know, withheld. No one can, no one knows about it. Yeah. What is not withheld is that who actually takes time to go to the polling station. So a few days right, later, right. a few days later after after the uh, the result, um, you can then go to the local council offices and you can find out who. The candidates can find out who which household voted, who in the household voted. They just can't find out who they voted for. Oh, right. Okay. I did not know that. I thought it was all completely confidential, which is interesting. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um. So yeah. So you were you were you waiting? How what what sort of wait is that? Like you must wake up in the morning, and then it's doesn't it not get announced until the evenings then? So it's like quite a long yeah, day of waiting around. Yeah, it's a, it, Election day is a very, very long day. Absolutely. Just, <laughs> and, um, yeah, but it's, um, basically when the, the, the polling stations open until they close and then you have to go down to the, in my case, what, the, what was the local leisure centre. So, but, you know, you're probably looking at, I don't know what time they open now these days, maybe 8 o'clock in the morning until... Last, last count maybe done at five o'clock the following morning. You know, it's a good twenty day, hours. Yeah, good twenty hours. You, you, uh, you, uh, you, you're up for. You must and, have gone through a lot of emotions in that twenty hours of ups and downs and anxiety and. When I open a box, when when I open a box, and and I tip a box because you know where the which polling station the box comes from, and in mm. my mind. In my mind, I, I knew what areas I needed to win over, what areas were easier for me. Yeah. So so when my, that particular polling station box uh, opened, um, one of the most pleasing 
feelings and I, I have ever had in my life was seeing a ballot paper with an X right by my name. Yeah. Because it was, it was that person took their time to go to the polling station and put their, their faith in me to help, help them improve their lives for the next four years. Yeah, and, and I tell you, it's on about emotions. But even as a as a, a rugged twenty eight year old or whatever I was, um, you, you know, that, that kind of like brought a tear to my eye. If I'm honest, yeah. Yeah, and I guess for someone like you've mentioned who had has had issues with around you know being rejected or fear of rejection, um, you know, seeing that people were voting for you even before you found out that result just seeing people have taken the time to walk or to go to their polling center and, and put a, that X next to your name. That must've been a, a big thing for you. Very much so, very much so. Um, the, the pleasing part of it was that the, by that time, the um, elderly people's homes had, had knocked down. So I didn't have that uh, question mark than what I did four days earlier, uh, four years earlier. So. Yeah, of course. Um, but I knew I'd done a good job in campaigning on that, uh, on that, and um, and the result come through. And but one thing I will always remember on that election day, which was from uh, another one of the Labour candidates. Because we, uh, the candidates get told the result before it's actually announced. Uh, only about yeah. two or three seconds. But one of the Labour candidates went straight to me. And he said, uh, Adam, let me give you a bit of advice. He said, because at that time, the, the, next, the following election was going to be five years on. All right, and, okay. he, and, he, and he said, you... you You'll never understand the council until at least halfway through your term. That was, I, I played that down. I was, I, was, I was in so much euphoria, I played that down. But how true he was, mm -hmm. <laughs> it was incredible. So, how many did you win by? Um, oh, top of my head, about 250. That's a bit of a, you know... To go from losing from such a tight, you know, 13 yeah. votes to then winning, not by a landslide as such, but, you know, it's a big, a big margin. Well, it's margins. a small, you know, it's small, really. We're talking local politics, really. So, uh, it, on, a, on a, you know, if you look at the history of, of how uh, that ward has been, 250 is quite a, quite a big margin, really. Yeah. You know, Um so, uh, so, uh, so there you are, Councillor Adam yeah. Brown. Yeah, age third, just, in, well, just under thirty, is it? When I was well, the first non-Labour councillor in a Gurness ward. Mm. <laughs> uh, and I'm thinking, what the fuck have I put myself in for? <laughs> yeah, when did the, when was the first time where you just thought, Jesus, what have I done? Um. Probably when the first pay paycheck came in, if I'm honest. <laughs> when the first pay when a when the first paycheck came in, and also when I was getting absolute 
nonsense phone calls at all hours of the night um, for ridiculous things, if I'm honest. Yeah. Um, the two, the two most memorable um, was doing a middle of the night because the problem is people put they trust in you so much they trust you more than what they would trust the police mm. so i'd have people ringing me up and saying i'm what i i can see someone breaking into the car down the street so my immediate reaction is like well have you phoned the police no i thought i'd give you a call <clears throat> you know yeah not so sure they, not they, quite they, sure. They call me before they call the police. And another, mm. and, and another thing, another one was, and she was a sweet old lady, uh, you know, but uh, it was, uh, Councillor Brown, can you help me? You know, she was crying. The uh, old lady was crying. She, I saw her, I said, well, you know, what's wrong? She said, my, my cat is fighting with next door's cat. Mm-hmm. <laughs> What, 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 <laughs> what are you what supposed answer? to do? Yeah, exactly, exactly. Because whatever so, you say is not going to be satisfactory to that. Yeah, yeah. Like if you say, just leave them because they're cats. I know. If you say, guess if is there a neighbour who can do it? Why can't you know? Is there's nothing which you can really say which is going to give a satisfactory answer? Exactly. Um, you know, and 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 what people don't realise, and it, it, it's easy. But people say, oh, you know, councillors are paid so much money, blah, blah, blah. <clears throat> if you actually added up, and I did do this one time, right? I did do this one time. If you added up the actual uh, time you had in meetings and so on, but also added up the amount of on-call periods you had, so in a night you're on the phone, blah, 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 actually amounted to and i i will always remember this three pound 92 an hour that's how much it, that's how much it's not as uh, it's not as glamorous as people no. perhaps think no the no. problem is you see so many stories about uh fiddled expenses and second homes and all these various things in politics and mps who are doing things they shouldn't that people have got a picture in their head, even at local politics, that all these councillors have got two houses, they got numerous cars, and they get paid a fortune to do it. And that's probably not the case for some of them. You know, some of them are. Well, well, we'll, we'll go into that. <laughs> we'll go into that as the time goes on. But uh, I'm sure there's a couple of issues uh, you want to highlight before we go into that. Uh, well, like, aspect. I'm, I'm, I'm looking for you to tell you know the story from your point of view at the end of the day. Um, so there you are, Councillor Adam Brown, just under thirty, which is still young, really, to be a, yeah. a councillor yeah. for, for a ward that size. Uh, and I'm sure you feel now that you could probably do a better job than you could have then just because of experience and age and yeah. maturity and stuff like that. Yeah. Maturity um, is, is the key word. Maturity is the key word. Were you, um, do you think like you were prepared uh, for what was to come over the following years? No. No, definitely not. Well, definitely you, not. you certainly got the attention that you mentioned you were craving. Uh, 
previously when you were younger um i mean you only have to like obviously before we've done the show i've had a, i had a quick google of you um and there's wales online uh articles about you was that difficult to deal with like obviously we'll go into the the kind of the reasons behind them and stuff in a minute but like was it difficult to to have your name uh kind of like broadcast on whale you know in the local papers and and things like uh, that with um with myself it was i i i i got in the end i got a, a thick skin in the end mm, yeah but it, it was far more difficult for my family far more difficult yeah i was gonna ask family. about that it must have been difficult you know for your, both, you know, for both, your wife and stuff me, well my mum, my dad um, yeah my wife at, at, at the time and it, they weren't they didn't put their name forward yeah of course you know for election and um but uh they were affected far worse than what what what, what i was because in the end to me it was like water off a duck's back mm. uh but uh but for them they that they wasn't used to that kind of local kind of limelight i suppose yeah so there you are you're, you're just under 30 murder councillor how long did them how long did you last four years four, one term four, so you, you did the whole full term yeah, yeah 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 um looking back how do you think it went overall I did ups and downs i'm very proud of some of the things very proud of, you know very very proud of some of the things in which i've done absolutely failed in some of the other things and, yeah. and failed failed is a, a kind of uh, widespread word i suppose uh let myself down in certain areas promised things in which i could i knew i couldn't deliver um but on a whole on a whole on a whole i think i done all right although people will always remember the bad things rather than the, rather than the good things because what the likes of wheels online used to do you see was the good things were only uh put into the murphy express but i wasn't living in murphy where you got remember so yeah. the bad thing the bad things would then go into the south wales echo and then he'd have we have the audience of my neighbors of of my wife's work colleagues so and so forth but the good things were only put in the into the murphy uh, yeah express, so you know so, yeah yeah you know so um so um do you remember when the well, when the first time was where you had something kind of negative printed about yeah. you the amanda knox thing sure surely someone brought that up on cardiff city uh website basically basically i had a mindset that nothing could touch me um uh you know it it's the kind of mindset i'm sure a lot of target driven uh 20 year olds kind of uh um have but you trip yourself up type of thing you know yeah. i i put i put sexual in innuendo message on the card of city forum i didn't put it under my name but um 
uh, it was picked up quite quickly from the Echo and uh, and good old Martin uh, Shipman uh, picked picked me up on it really. Okay, so was that something? Um, now I'm not I'm not familiar with that. So All I right, can't okay. really All right. you need to right. tell me. You um, need to tell me what stories you're familiar with and what you aren't. Well, no, I know I'm not, not a great deal. Um, I saw. Um, let's have a look. Right, I've just googled it now. Yeah, yeah, no worries. So, um, yeah, I think I'm assuming the, whatever I haven't read it yet. So, but whatever you whatever you've posted on there was kind of tongue in cheek. Uh, and whatnot, but I mean, uh, the problem is the position you were in. Yeah, it wasn't the brightest thing for you to do, uh, I'd imagine. No, no. I, I mean, basically, um, basically, because it hit home of. Because I, I did, I, I did have, I, I had a mentality of nothing can touch me now. And and that was the first thing, you know, I fucked up on. Let's completely, you know, I'll be completely mm. honest with you. Sorry, mate, one second. Uno mas, yeah, sure. No, you're right. <laughs> no, I, I have plugged you, I have plugged you. Sorry, sorry. No, oh, you're right, you're right. <laughs> I just got another drink as well. Yeah, so um, that's the mindset I had, and it hit me. It hit and it hit me bad. That that report, that report, almost had the divorce solicitors, uh, you know, knocking on my door, <laughs> knocking on my spare bedroom door <laughs> within an, within a few hours. Mm -hmm. I tell you. <laughs> so yeah, that must have been, but it must have been a lot of a uh, lot of pressure on your wife as well in that period. Yeah, anyway, yeah, just from. Yeah, yeah. The attention. I mean, yeah, that's right. I mean, there was there was a few other um, few other stories, and, and I'm proud. I'm I'm proud of it. Um, during that during that time, uh, I was very vocal of uh, the handling of Murphy Football Club, uh, Murphy Tidville Football Club, as it was called at that time, uh, by the owner. And the other directors. Um, so when I got when I got elected, about a year later after I got elected, I then have a call of one of the directors and saying, "Can I, uh, you know, can we pick you up? Basically, chauffeur driven uh, up to the owner uh, of of Murphy, of the football club at the time, uh, who was living in Banbury." And I just thought because I was, you know, I, I would have to uh, accept the kind of uh, invitation basically because I was a, an elected councillor of the town. Yeah. So, so I went up there and, you know, if, if you had followed me online at that time, I was so anti the owner, even, even a lot of the the Murphy supporters were, were against me because maybe they didn't have the background knowledge that I had at the time because because my council links. Yeah. Um so so um 
that that meeting happened, and you know, I was I was confused. You showed me around his villa with an indoor swimming pool and everything else, and I was confused. I ended up and I said, uh, "Win Holloway, the guy was," and I said, "Mr. Holloway, why have you introduced me up here? Uh, you know, why have you invited me up here?" And he said. I need to do, I need you to help me out. And if I can help you, if you can help me out, I will help you out. Well, at the same time, he, uh, he was trying to relocate Merva Stadium to an area in the town called Ready Car West, uh, okay. who they were having, um, who they were having, they were having trouble getting planning permission for. Mm -hmm. uh, the, the last time, which was before the election, last time the plan, plan permission went forward, it got through the council, but it was pulled in by the Welsh Assembly. Then the election happened, and the, uh, you know, including myself, the independent group uh, took over Merthyr Council. So he could, then he couldn't get it past the, uh, the new council. Never mind. Uh, the Welsh Assembly. If you can, you see where I'm coming yeah, from yeah, now. Yeah, 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 yeah. So uh, the invitation uh, up there happened, and he said to me, "Look, Adam, if you can get other people or other independent councillors to uh, to put through my planning application." I will put £450,000 into an Isle of Man account to you. And you can, you can tell any other independent councillor that I will put £250,000 into the, uh, uh, an Isle of Man account for them. It's a lot of money. So, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, I... I wanted to leave straight away because I, I, I didn't want to go into any further detail into such a conversation. I um, I wanted to leave further away. On the way back, okay. on the way back, um, other directors were trying to convince me. Well, I didn't say a word on the way back. Not a word. You're talking Banbury to Banbury to Panath. So, I don't know. Three hours, is it? Whatever. Oh, good, good couple longest, of hours. Man. Yeah, longest three hours of my bloody life, I tell you. So I spoke to my wife about it, and she said, "Look, Adam, you don't know how widespread this kind of brown envelope, brown envelope, in is happening. You've only now got recently been elected." Yeah. She said, "She said you're gonna have to." You know, for your own benefit, you've got people probably trusting you to do what is right for the town. You're going to have to report it to them. Uh, so the following night, I had um, had a full council meeting, and um, and then after the council meeting, I I um, I had a private meeting with uh, then. Deputy Chief Executive of Murphy Council, 
and uh, two other councillors were also present. And they and you know, I told them exactly uh, the offer which was put to me within I don't know 48 hours. Uh, I have the full South Wales Police Ford squad on me. Uh, saying, oh, look, you know, we've had this, uh, um, this claim, you know, via Merfolk Council, we need to talk to you. So they come to my house. Uh, they done an interview, recorded interview with me. Yeah. Uh, and, um, and after, I don't know, two, three hours maybe, they asked me if, if I go for another meeting, but when a wire. I said, absolutely mm. no way. Absolutely no way. You've got the information. That's it now. You know, I have done my yeah. bit. I have told everybody about it. I, you know, that is it. I don't know, about two, three weeks later. They arrested me for wasting police time. <laughs> Were you shocked by that? Um, did you see, or should I say, did you did you see that coming when no. nothing materialised in yeah. the weeks after? Yeah, nothing. So you've reported it. Um, you've reported it to the council. You've reported it to the police. Uh, they've asked you to wear a wire. You've said you'd rather not. Yeah. Um, and then. I remember, I remember, you see, right? I tell you why. I tell you I remember this. We, my wife won tickets to watch a show called Chicago in the Millennium, uh, Millennium Center. Okay. Right? And she won it on a radio uh, program. I don't mm-hmm. know which one it was. No. <clears throat> so I had to do a uh, couple of recruitment meetings in a day. Uh, and she was ringing me, ringing me up. She said, Adam, there's a couple of cars full of men parked up outside our house, just staring at And, you know, this was going on for hours and hours. I said, what the hell? So, you know, I, I, I finished those, uh, those meetings. Well, I postponed them, really. I got back down. And it, they were uh, undercover police, and they arrested me there and then. And you know what? <clears throat> my ex-wife, or my wife at the time, she never forgave me for for missing bloody Chicago. I tell you, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> but yeah, you know it. Uh, so, so you were arrested. Uh, what did they arrest you for? Wasting police time. Well, well, they tried to put other things on me. Uh, which, which didn't add up, but it was wasting police time basically. But that, that's what uh, you know. After certain other charges were dropped, it was. And so they sent all those people to arrest you for wasting police time. It seems yeah. like they, overkill. They, yeah, they uh, they took uh, electronic equipment. Mm. Uh, I'm sure you know, and they may they would have checked that. Uh, but uh, uh, at the end of the day, they could only do me for wasting police time. Yeah, I mean, uh, that must have been 
traumatic to say the least. Like that must have been distressing for you, for your wife, for your mum, everything. Yeah, for for everybody, for everybody. Never forget it. And, and you, think, um, you, you think to yourself, you think to yourself, you know, years later, you think, Jesus, you know what? It probably would have been less trauma if I took a bloody bribe in the first place. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? So, <laughs> you know, like, so there you are, sat in the police station. You've been charged with wasting police time and whatever else. What was the reaction of the, the councillors who you had reported it to? Did they kind of just cut ties with it and say... No, 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 no. The problem is, is councillors. Councillors within a the group. They've got more faces than Big Ben. <laughs> they'll, have, they'll have one face, you know, to you. And, you know, other people, you can't trust them. I got more yeah, knives. Yeah. I still, I still got the knives in my back <laughs> from when a bastard stabbed me in the back so many times. You know, it. Yeah, uh, yeah. You know, so, to me, it probably, to me, it probably was. Uh, it probably was. You know, oh, sorry, I'm sorry that you. Oh, we have to fight it. And realistically, it probably thought, fuck him. Mm. You know. So. Was that the end of that matter, or did um, did they prosecute you for it, or did they drop the charges for the no, wasting they, no, police they, time? No, well? they prosecuted me. They prosecuted me so for wasting police time. So they prosecuted you for wasting police time. Yeah. Um, what was the reaction in the you know in the in the media? Nothing. Nothing. Um, didn't didn't they did they did drag drag you drag your name through the mud for it though. Didn't do, didn't do a single report on it. Didn't do it. It was all hush hush. All hush hush. And, and how long? Did, how long did that owner of Merthyr stay after that? God, well, I don't know. I think it went. It went. It went. I don't know. Because what was his name? Uh, Win Win Holloway. It was probably about two years. It was probably about two years after that. Um, Have you ever spoken to him again since? No, no, no. I, I, I then... Did he ever try and contact you afterwards no, to sort of no, say? No, no. I then went... Because um, I had a falling out with the independent group uh, about a year and a half later, uh, or two years later. Uh, and UKIP approached me. Right. Uh, so this, yeah, this was after the after the bang approach. Uh, UKIP approached me, and at that time, uh, UKIP only had one elected uh, member, one elected person in the whole of Wales on all levels of uh, of uh, you know the political mindset. From a, the, the only elected person they had was a European MEP. Right, okay. And I fell out with the independent group because they wanted to they wanted to ban all smokers from adopting people, from adopting kids. Well, as an adopted person myself and um both my parents were smokers and they still are smokers at the time. 
uh, I was outraged at this because it was it, it would a keep more children in foster homes. Yeah, and B. It wouldn't put the trust into a parent to know that smoking around a child is bad. So they could okay yeah. if they wanted to smoke, it have to go outside. You know. Uh, so I did say if you put in this through, I'm leaving the group. That is how how strong I was against it. Yeah. Uh, they said the leader of the group then went to me. Yeah, no problem. Okay, we'll 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 delay it. And uh, we'll get more, uh, you know, information. Okay, no problem. Mm -hmm. The vote went forward. They didn't delay it. They voted it through. They stabbed me in the back big time. So, um, I then, uh, I then went from the independent group, and uh, within 24 hours, UKIP uh, approached me. No, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not a fascist or racist or anything, but I was in a vulnerable position at the time. I was, mm. I, was I, I, I was thinking, I'm on my, I'm completely on my own now, uh, you know, numbers wise, in a, in a, in a council chamber of 33. Uh, so UKIP unofficially approached me and said, look, if you come over to us, you would be the second highest UKIP political, second highest uh, UKIP uh, politician. So we know that the MEP, who is the current MEP, will not stand next time round. So if you yeah. come over to us, we will guarantee you that you will be the name on a MEP uh, ballot paper. Okay. Now, I was, a, I was a target driven youngster at the time. Yeah, yeah. So I went over to them. Uh, I, I really put, I really, I lost a few friends over it. But. I What's that? Just from the just from the the kind of the, labels that yeah you yeah that's right, that's right that's right that's right okay um and, uh, and yeah I mean they didn't have the backing which they've got like nationwide right, yeah. now did they you know I know still some people still um associate certain things and views with them now but not not so much as what they did you know ten no, years know. ago. Ten I, years I, ago, they were considered almost extreme right wing, weren't they? Yeah, Not exactly. extreme, but like they were the right to the right, if you like. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and 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 that's the only. Okay, being a selfish-minded, per target-driven person was the only reason why I took that opportunity there, because I thought yeah. to myself, I thought to myself, look, I'm earning pennies as a as a counselor. But yet, if I went that way, and they followed up and they promised, then I would have far more, you know, in three, four years' time. Yeah. And they'd fund your campaign yeah, exactly. stuff. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, ah. yeah, so yes, I, 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 I come back on my, I'm flip-flopping flip on my uh, uh, political kind of... Uh, 
mindset, but financially, being on council started to really hurt. Yeah. You know, so so, that so was um, it then. So you went to from being independent to go into the UK uh, to be yeah. a UKIP yeah. uh, MP. Well, a councillor, um, councillor, councillor. Sorry, um, and and that is the following one. Then really was when um, Merthyr Football Club went bust, and mm. in and in administration. Um, I've spoken. To, I I've known Anis Abraham, uh, Steve Day from my uh, card following card of City days, mm -hmm. and Sam a man as well. And uh, we put a we put a, a, a small consortium together in trying to uh, trying to get uh, the football club out of administration. Okay. Um, I tell you, if anyone will tell you just how hard it is to get uh, a football club out of administration, bloody hell. <laughs> Talk about knocking your head against a brick wall at times, but mm -hmm. um, but at one point we thought we had a deal, um, okay. and for unfortunately, unfortunately we we then realised that the, the supporters wouldn't come with us because uh, the supporters. It turned out that the supporters wanted to run the club itself. Basically, we would give them a, we would give them a, our money, and they would do whatever they want to us. Um, right, they would do whatever they want, with. and and that was never going to happen. Well, well yeah. you know, what, what business owner would do that? Mm. You know, being a supporter of a football club is one thing, but uh, running a football club is a completely different issue. Well, yeah, um, of course, it's a business, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. So, uh, say we were very, very close, and uh, we had to deal with the administrator. When Holloway was uh, happy with it, but at the final, uh, you know, certain certain uh, members of the supporter base at Merva uh, got word that um, we were very close, and started to generate a campaign of, okay, it's going to be a. Let's get them to uh, fund a supporters' owned football club rather than us running our own football club. You know? Yeah, yeah. It, it, it was. So it was we, pretty we, much we doomed yeah, after we, we that. Then, yeah. We we pulled out. We pulled out shortly after that. Um, All right. Okay. And uh, and the only other thing that really happened, and this is the most thing, uh, uh, most. Issue, the biggest issue I'm proud of uh, when I was on council is that I was actually banned from council. I was suspended for nine months uh, for council uh, for leaking information. Yep. Um, uh, a resident informed me uh, that, you know, in social housing, no in social housing. Um, if, for example, you know, back in the seventies, if, for example, um, you needed a new fire or you needed a new 
you know, bath or something. It was, it was, it was put on to your rent. So, for example, you could be doing fifty pound a, a month rent, which would then go up to fifty five pound a month. You know, but the repair would be done. Okay. Um, however, the council never stopped those payments. So, from the nineteen seventies, going up to two thousand ten, two thousand eleven. We were still paying for that bath or that fire or that, you know, yeah, central yeah. heating. Many decades later, and some, some, you know, many people, many people died. Um, you still know, paying uh, for the, still paying, still paying for, paying for, for yeah. stuff. And so there, it, was it a mistake or was it intentionally well, done? Do you think? Well, you can never tell, can you? But um, when I brought it up. When I brought it up, it was, I was, I would ask, I, you know, because I realized just how many people this affected, how many families, whether it was, you know, uh, uh, generations, younger generations of certain families who started with those agreements, um, I realized that the numbers were potentially really big. Yeah. We're talking about big numbers here. Um, so I went, so I did a program and they, they tried to, uh, they tried to, um, blag it and said, look, Adam, the numbers potentially so big, it could bankrupt the, uh, the council. Can you give us six months on it? Mm. So I said, okay, no problem. Okay. Six months. If it's, if, if you don't give me your two figures within six months, I'll leak this to the press. And that was warning straight on. Six months after, after every month, saying, how close are you? How close are you? Give me your figures. Six months after, nothing come. I then, through, uh, through another person within that uh, council, had, um, the figures were, uh, it would be, Overcharging of eleven point one million pounds over the years, and potentially it affected about two and a half thousand families. So I then went took that information to uh, the papers, and the council took me to task on it. Mm. Um, I was in a kangaroo court, which they call the ombudsman office yeah. in Bridgend or wherever it is, yeah, and. Yeah. Um, and they asked me three times to apologize. I would never apologize. Why would I apologize if I've had, if, if, if I brought out the truth that many families, many hard, hard up families have been paying so much for so many decades. Yeah. And, and had I not brought the issue up, they still be continue paying to do it. Yeah. Mm. So, um, yeah, I've suspended uh, nine months. And as a suspension, then uh, it cost me in wages about nine and a half thousand. But, 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 and this is how devious I was at that age. I thought I was working out the dates. I and I, I had the inkling they were going to give me a nine month suspended. And I thought, right, okay. 
nine months would take me to three months before the following election. And I thought, okay, if I took the financial hit of 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 nine thousand five hundred, then potentially if I campaigned it right, it would give me another fifty grand over the next four four years. Hmm. Hmm. Not the not the no. not the nicest way to think about it. No, you know. No, but, uh, but at the end of the day, like from your point of view, and what you know, what you've just told me is like your conscience was clear because you discovered something, and it was in you know you felt that it was the right thing to do was to expose it. You also gave them the chance to rectify it and put yeah. it right. Uh, and they didn't, and then you got punished for you know for for effectively telling the truth about the very people who elected you uh, were being screwed over, for lack yeah. of a better term. So, you know, look, it, it's my opinion that particularly in local politics, the MPs and the councillors or whatever, they are. They work for the people of those areas which have voted them in. They they should do everything they can for those people because they're the people who put them where they are. Without those people, they would not be where they are. Um, so they they should only have the interests of those people in their you know in their jobs, in their their hearts, in their day to day things. And I think from like from what you've said and for you know. Like I didn't know a lot of this, so it's it's your side of the story yeah, completely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, yeah, and exactly, there's always exactly. there's always other, you know. I'm sure if I had the other people on, they'd say X, Y, and Z. But well, well, well what they say is three, 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 uh, three versions of every story, isn't it? One yeah. person's the other person's and the truth. The truth, yeah, that's right. <laughs> and um, and yeah. as I've said before on many shows. Is that um, you know the views expressed by the guests, and not always the views which are, are mine and Ace Podcast Nation as a channel. But yeah. from what you've told me, uh, I think it's safe to say in when it comes to this, you did the right thing. Like well, I'd like I'd like I'd, to think I'd, that if I was in the same situation, that I would do the same thing. Unfortunately, if, the people you know, didn't if everything's that. as it seems. Unfortunately, the people didn't think that because three months later, when I uh, the following election, I, I got absolutely trounced, absolutely trounced. But never mind. Did did the um? But did the like Wales Online or other media outlets? Did they not uh, like kind of like back you in terms of oh, you no you've helped ex expose this? This I don't know what the word is theft, no, well, 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 what, what fraud, whatever it may be. What people don't realise is that Wales Online, or at the time, were owned by Mirror Group newspapers. Mm -hmm. Mirror Group newspapers are one of the biggest uh, donors of the Labour Party. Ah, right, okay. So, so it all it, circles, it all yeah, circles back in the end. It does. It? it does. Yeah. Um, so if you, if you again. If you're against the Labour Party, then you're always going to be their number one target. Yeah. So what? Um, what? Just, just lastly on this, what? Um, what media outlets did you leak it to? Uh, the local, uh, the local paper, Murph Express, which is part of Wales Online, basically. Uh, you yeah. know, they, 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 
they took over every every uh, local valley newspaper. Um, right. Okay. And, yeah. Unfortunately, okay. yeah, unfortunately, it's always a, only the bad press gets to the echo level. Yeah. All the good press will only go to the the Murder Express, Rabney Valley Gazette, Aberdeen, wherever. Yeah, yeah, of course. Um, you know? Look, uh, I don't want to keep you too much longer because obviously it's your Friday yeah, night no, and you're, no you're sending it up. But, um, yeah, I know. I got, I got, I got my mate the other side of his. Uh, uh, I know. I, I, I know. <laughs> I, I don't want to keep you too much longer. But um, obviously, recently you've um, you've started football with Brownie, which is yeah. a, a, a YouTube channel, Facebook page. That's um, right. That's right. Like, how did that come about, and uh, where, where where did the idea come from? Um, well, I suppose I suppose it all comes from. Uh, I only started watching YouTube since I moved over here, um, mm. because uh, when I was living with uh, the ex-wife, one of the things I started, I, I seemed to be watching was bloody X Factor, freaking mm -hmm. Carnation Street, Descenders, and everything else. Yeah, um, yeah. So, with a combination of, uh, you know, my Spanish not being one hundred percent. But at that time, it was even worse, and and everything else. I started watching YouTube, and then I started watching YouTubers and trying to get a a, a better idea of how it all works. Mm. Um, I suppose the the success of uh, Arsenal Fan TV or AFTV, um, yeah, uh, you know, uh, give the. Uh, confidence to many people that you know you only really need a phone uh, yeah, yeah. to uh, to you know try your luck yeah it's, it's, easy, it, it's easier to do than ever isn't it? Yeah, to, to it, record it, it, and... it is it is and you know what you know what i may not i may not get a penny for it um i may not ever make a penny for it but um it's nice doing something in which you, you enjoy, enjoy. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. I, I, I'm, I'm there then, with you with that. And then uh, one of the, um, the Spanish uh, English printed papers picked it up, uh, picked up on it, and that led me to do uh, football reporting, or or what is now in uh, match reports, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, match reports and uh, and articles, you know, columnists, I suppose. Yeah, so that must, that's a bit of a jump, uh, a change in direction for you, isn't it? Very much so. But I enjoy it. But it just, well, that's um, the thing, isn't it? It's like, um, it's, that's, it's one of those things. It's like, I think people sometimes don't realise how much time goes into like a 10-minute video, like editing and stuff like that, um, or how much time goes into a podcast and things like this. But, like I've done 150 episodes of my podcast now. And I can safely say that not one has felt like like a chore or like a yeah, struggle no, I agree. It's just I just enjoy it. It's something which I just love doing. And I'll speak I'll speak to anyone. I'll speak to people. Yeah. And and the thing is, like I've had people, you know, really famous people. I've had normal people. I've had doctors. I've had journalists. I've had footballers. All sorts of people. And I enjoy speaking to all of them because everyone's got a story to tell. Everyone's got. I mean, I mean, you know, 
with greatest, I didn't realise that so um uh you know just how lengthy this this potentially could have been because yeah. we, we we could have covered so many other parts well that's it now definitely it's... with the, the the cardiff city rebrand and my falling out uh you know with uh with many uh supporters there because i was dead against it yeah um you know i even had the supporters ringing me up in my work uh and i had to meet i had to meet in cardiff city stadium uh, you know, for for a punch up, that that was that was you know how crazy it was. Um, yeah, and I, I mean, and I, and I can I can there's other things in which, but I just like to focus on, uh, you know, what is now. Um, yeah, you know, and it's a, it's a shame really we couldn't have spoken a bit more about like what you're doing now and that because I wanted to 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 finish on a a positives. Because I like I know we we spent a bit longer on politics perhaps than I thought we were going to, but it's just that's just the way the conversation exactly, kind of went. Exactly, that's, um, that's what I I've enjoyed it, the fact that it's just gone with flow. You 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 know yourself. I've been uh, I've been panicking uh, of what uh, uh, potential questions people would have uh, sent in. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> because but the thing yeah the, the ex wife and ex girlfriends I thought may have been. Uh, uh, <laughs> may have been emailing, emailing you within within minutes of uh, of you going public about our, our chat tonight. No, no, I haven't had any anyway, so uh, you're lucky. But I mean, I um I put a tweet out the other, just the other day, and I said that the whole idea of my podcast is this: it's real conversations with real people, whether they are Premier League footballers, UFC fighters, or Joe blogs from down the street or a doctor or whatever. That's what it is. And I want people to see the real people, not the people who perhaps are paint, painted on well, social media or the people who well, are painted in UFC well, you know or what, whatever. You know, you, you know what, Shay? Thank God my ex-wife is blocked on my social media. <laughs> my ex-girlfriend is blocked on my social media. Otherwise, you could have been... You could have been... <laughs> your, inbox could have been yeah, your inbox could have been full, I tell you. Absolutely, mate. Right. I'm going to leave you to your Friday night now. So, uh, and, and yourself, I, I, thank you very tell much. Tell people where they can find you on your stuff, mate, on YouTube. Yeah, and... yeah. Um, Football with Brownie uh, uh, on YouTube. Uh, we've also got a Facebook page and uh, on Twitter uh, at underscore Adam Brown. Um, no, just join in the conversation. Um, I never thought I'd, I'd speak to so many Swansea fans as I have. <laughs> I have been. Yeah. Um, you know, football, no matter what language you, uh, you, you speak, football is a world language. Yeah, and, it brings, uh, it brings uh, people and, together. Exactly, and I got um, we got people who watch the Andy Campbell show on a Monday night, the live one. Um, from I think there's a couple of people in Spain who like watch regular. There's um, some people in America. Uh, well, hang on, hang France. on. One of them is me. One of them is yeah. Me. Well, that's it. But no, there's a couple <laughs> of people in Spain. There's a, there's a regular viewer who from France, like who he watches every week. Um, yeah, and he. he he doesn't get involved in the comments because his English is not that good and yeah. he doesn't like to, but every week he sends me an email afterwards and just sort of says, Oh, you know, really good show. And, but he uses Google translate and he, I, from yeah. what I can gather, I think he can follow like a conversation in English, but yeah. he can't like, 
Google Translate right. isn't hundred percent. No, no, that's just said I. I, I sometimes take me I've time to fat work over it. I've noticed, <laughs> but but uh, you know, at, at the end of the day, uh, if I can take this opportunity to, uh, you know, just uh, send my love to my friends and family back home, I'm all okay. A few more grey hairs these days. Right, uh, I've been here three years. Um, walking out on my ex-wife was probably the uh, hardest. Uh, thing I've ever done. She come over here twice, um, but it needed to be done. I, I, not our marriage was going down, but also, you know, you, you touch upon other shows in which you've done. Uh, you know, mental illness is definitely was def definitely played a part then, and. Uh, and I think the, the life lesson I've learned in life is that when you're on your way up, don't ignore the people who got you there in the first place. Yeah, because because absolutely. because you need their help when it comes back down, and it will come yeah. back down. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, I've learned over the la over la over the last probably. 15 years but since i had my accident in 2008 um, that i've got a much smaller uh, group of friends now than i've ever had in my life yeah but i yeah. know that that small group of friends yeah have got my back 100 percent. whereas yeah. the people who i thought had yeah. my back 100 percent, yeah actually didn't when i needed them the most they were nowhere yeah. to be seen yeah I'm not but, uh, gonna name, I, I'm not gonna name names, but if they do, no. if they do, if they do watch this, uh, they do watch this. I hope, I I hope that uh, uh, they realize that uh, I'm thinking of them while I'm listening to your comment. Mm. Okay. Um, All right. But, did yeah, it, hang on I, before before you go before you go, Shai. Did I used to work with you in the tax office years ago? Yeah, don't tell people that though. <laughs> I, anyway, don't I, I, don't broad, I don't broadcast that to anyone. <laughs> no, no, no. I thought, I thought so. I thought yeah. she was Sandra. Yeah, no, I, I was there. I was there for about 15 years. Yeah, I'm good. I'm friends with Sandro. Yeah, 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 yeah. All right, no worries. No worries. Okay. Sandro's my okay, guy. I like it. Sandro. Hey, hey, cut yeah, it, I'll cut, cut that cut bit out. <laughs> anyway. But um, yeah, guys, check out every Monday, 7 o'clock, Facebook Live and YouTube Live, the Andy Campbell Championship Show, fast becoming the uh, best championship football show around. Um, it's normally about two hours long. Myself and former Cardiff City striker Andy Campbell go through all the, the news of the week for, around the football world and then we break down all the championship stuff. Uh, this week, I think we've had about six six thousand people watching uh, between the YouTube and Facebook. So definitely get involved in that because it's always fun talking football and we interact with you as we're going along. As uh, all the all of our shows, whether it's football, MMA, mental health, whatever it may be, they are all available at YouTube.com/slash/AcePodcastNation in video or pod.co slash ace dash cast dash nation in audio and all the usual places google Podcasts, apple Podcasts, iheart radio i spotify stitcher everywhere and uh yeah adam thank you for joining me my friend take care absolute pleasure and uh, guys we will see you uh, next time
Podcast Network.